Welcome to the Dishonored Society podcast, where we show you the world through our eyes, two anxious Asian American teens. Our niche is that we have none, but listen to us as we try to make our way through the world and try to survive high school. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kusu. And we're your hosts. For the first episode, we wanted to take this opportunity to introduce ourselves with the most basic part of our identity, which is our first names. Exactly. Um, And for those of you who have more ethnic names, um, attendance has always been an experience. Um, It's either the first day of school or you get that substitute. They're reading off the names uh, from the roster and there's that long pause or that deep breath and you know they have gotten to your name. Every single time. I remember it started when I was in like kindergarten or like first grade. My name is Amanda Lexine with a hyphen. And you might think, oh, Amanda, that's easy. Whenever it got to the roster, I would count down how many names it would be until it got to mine so I could anticipate that long pause and that Amanda Lex Oh, no. And every single time, the kids would turn around and be like, what type of name is that? I remember one time, it was computer class, um in elementary school and it stuck with me because the teacher sat down she was very confident she's like amanda lexi yanni love the confidence i was like okay every single time and even like to this day i mean it's getting better you know being in high school you'd hope it gets better (laughs) but you just know you just know you're coming up yes exactly and for me i always hear the deep breath but Whoever's pronouncing my name does it with so much confidence. Um, I remember there was this one time um, a teacher came back from leave and they knew my name already. I just suppose that they forgot it in this time. Um, And when they were reading my name off the roster, there was no pause, no deep breath. And I was so (laughs) excited because like, we got an ally here. (laughs) And he pronounced my name as Cassandra. Cassandra? Just straight up. (laughs) Cassandra with a K? (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Joining the Kardashians, and he was—he was so confident about that too. Um, like, for the most part, like I think both of our names are spelled exactly how they're meant right. to be pr- pronounced. So, I guess I do understand a little bit of that confidence, but that's not my name. Um, for context, I have a very Indian name. I go by the name Kusu, which is a nickname, but my full name is Kusumita, um, spelled exactly how it's said. But I have moved on from that movement. Um, Cassandra is now the name that I use for my Starbucks order because they always get my name wrong there too. Um, And when I put my name down as Kusu, they think I'm a guy and they don't give me my drink. Reclaiming for the better. Yeah, feels like colonization, but it's fine. Ask not what you can do for colonization, but rather what colonization can do for you. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I just, where would you get the D in that name? Like, where is it? <laughs> I like to think maybe he was just tired because it was like his first day back, but it's just so funny to me. It's stuck with me. It's not something I can let go of that quickly is what I need to say. That teacher was a double offender. I remember he would always address me, even though I'd always tell him, oh, um, I prefer Amanda because that's what I'm used to. Um, he'd always be like, Amanda Lexi. And I'd be like, you've known me for three months, <laughs> but please. I feel like elementary, middle school is where 
like names really become an issue especially when you have like ethnic names or like exactly. slightly different names i can't say mine's ethnic so but well part of it is <laughs> part of it is I'm, got us in the first I'd half i like to think so elementary middle school when i was a kid not that i'm not still a kid i would always tell kids that i didn't have a middle name because i had a really long filipino middle name and <laughs> I'm just saying, when you see my full name out, it takes up a whole line. Like, exactly. Like, it's just an outlier. I'd always tell um, people in my class would be like, "No, I I don't have a middle name. I'm just like you guys. Please, I just wanted my middle name to be like Marie or Anne, like or the very popular Rose that we oh, have. Oh yes, Rose. That's the classic too. And Grace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not that those are bad names, of course. I just wanted them when I was a kid. <laughs> I wanted them so badly. And I mean, at least for me, going into high school, I liked my name. I actually really love my name. I think it's really cool. It's really different. It's kind of fresh, kind of funky, you know? We love the growth. Right. But the thing is, I remember uh, when we were in ninth grade, freshman year, starting off high school, starting off strong, you know, the good old ninth grade. Um, our school has this award ceremony that we do at the end of the school year, right? Where mm-hmm. um, we give out awards, superlatives. You'd call those superlatives, right? For like, I've, I'd like to think so. Highest GPA, like most improved, even like most artistic, stuff like that. It's, it's just a fun time where the whole school, the whole school um, gets together and gives out awards. And I remember... Um, I was getting called up for an award. I was getting kind of stoked because I was on a winning streak here. Um, my name just never was butchered so badly my whole life. And this happened twice in a row. Um, first time oh, no. we had one of the administrators of our school walks up and he announces me as Amanda Lee. That's interesting. I mean, my name's Amanda Lexine, right? That's L-E-X-I-N-E. So you kind of mix the... X-I-N, but, you know, rookie mistake. It happens to everyone. This next teacher who calls me up for a math award I got, um, and I never forgot this because I remembered getting looks from all my teachers because they were also there. And they were like, what? So you'd think this would be like a piece of cake. It's Amanda. It's a very common name, but I think they saw my last name and they were like, oh, oh God, that's an ethnic name. <laughs> and I was called in front of the whole school, Amanda. That is so awful. And I remember um, I, I went back to class, and my teacher, who I was in that class with, was like, Amanda? And I was like, <laughs> Amanda. And, yeah, that kind of stuck with me, and that never <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that we can laugh about it now, right. but, like, at the moment, I bet, because you were being recognized for something. Right. Um, and in front of the whole school, it was kind of like saying, these other people may have also won war- awards, but your award is worth a little bit less because we're not going to bother to learn your name. <laughs> yeah, that's my Cassandra story. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting with both our stories that um, for somehow with my name, people are trying to westernize it. But with right. your name, they're trying to easternize it. <laughs> and they're both very bad um, but it's just the interesting directions that people go when they try to match a face to a name when a name is is a name. It's that last name, man. They see the last name, they shake. They're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's just, just 
the assumptions that people make when they see the ethnic part of the name. <laughs> Look, seeing it can't be that simple. Okay, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we don't know anyone named Mark, so we wouldn't do that to anyone. That's just a name. But I mean, it's been happening for a really long time, even like before elementary school. <laughs> but I know you know more than I do on that, so I'll let you... I'll let you go into yeah, that. Um, I mean, I feel like the classic elementary school um, experience that a lot of people have different names is being made fun of or being made, bullied for um, your name, which I can't right. really even, I guess I can't even go through like all the experiences because there are a lot of them. But I know a couple of them that do stick out um, that feel more like microaggressions than just like direct racism is people trying to create a nickname for you right? because they don't like... The, the way that your name is like a lot of the time people see my name and then they ask me if I have a nickname which is completely fine like Kusu is the name that I go by I do go by a nickname instead of my full name but then they'll try to assign you like a more western name just so it's more palatable to them Ugh. like people having like a white alternative to their name um and I know a lot of the time even if you don't have a white name assigned to you a lot of people will assign themselves a white name Starbucks right. order would be a great example <laughs> um or um, I know in a lot of Indian communities, um, which I can speak on, some parents do give their children more Western-sounding names to kind of give them a better start, which, again, is definitely... Um, uh, it does have some layers to it, not that anyone who has a less ethnic name is at fault, because your name is beautiful as is. There is just history behind definitely. it. Definitely. That's actually something that I remembered looking at. Um, there was this article that resurfaced in like 2018 on twitter from the advice column from like way back when um dear abby i don't know if people are familiar with that but um essentially these two um indian parents were wondering if they should give their child an ethnic name because his wife was so insistent on it since they both grew up in india and it's a really important part of their culture mm -hmm. they're both yes. immigrants right but as you said um one of the concerns was, like, is the kid going to be better off? Like, is the kid going to be okay in America? Like, is... And it's just weird. It's crazy that people have to consider that. Mm -hmm, exactly. When they're naming their child, like, they can't just name it. I mean, there are people out there that are naming their kids super. <laughs> like, and not that, like, of course, a lot of parents have really meaningful um, reasons behind names that most of us won't ever understand it's just kind of sad to me that when um it comes to ethnic names people have to consider oh is my kid gonna get bullied for it like are they going to be okay mm -hmm, are they exactly. gonna get opportunities taken away from them God. what really struck me was what abby said in response to this couple's questions and i quote not only can foreign names be difficult to pronounce and spell but they can also cause a child to be teased unmercifully and then she closes by asking them, why saddle a kid with a name he or she will have to explain or correct with friends, teachers, and fellow employees from childhood to adulthood? And she kind of made it seem like giving a child a name that, I don't know, is so important to their culture and is so relevant to their identity, it's something that's burdening them and it's something that's stopping them from being successful in exactly. a different country. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's ridiculous that people are still going through this. And this was in 2018. I mean, I don't so know when the article was originally, like, released, but 
considering it was online and it just resurfaced kind of recently, it's kind of kind of hurts me. And it's another issue where we're once again putting it on um, the person who's the child of immigrants who has a more ethnic name to conform and become more palatable to a white audience. When the issue is really with the system that kind of says if you have a name that's different from what we're used to, you're not allowed to become successful. Exactly. I mean, if I'm remembering history classes correctly, (laughs) um, this goes all the way back to colonialism. So even going back a couple centuries, um, the idea of of whiteness being associated with success um, and people trying to civilize ethnic populations that they come across with by giving them more Western names or with their religion and their culture... It's another one of those things where you can only, the only correct way to survive or the only correct way to lead your life is being white, not even Western at that point. It's just, um, and even as we go on towards the 1900s, we see people actually recognizing this where we saw, see a lot of entertainers or people in the movie industry who, um, not even from, um, I guess when we do talk about a Western society, we do talk about Western Europe and the Americas. So we see actors and actresses who are from um, who are black or Asian, or even actors and actresses who are from Eastern Europe, having to change their names so it seems less ethnic. Um, it's definitely an issue, um, and we're now at a point where the audience in America isn't just white. Like you don't need to have to, you don't you shouldn't have to appeal to white people to become successful, but the narrative is still framed in that way. Um, and I believe that we can still see that today with a lot of celebrities, um, even though we are recognizing the issue today. I don't know if it's just because this is the decade we grew up in, but the more the years progress, the more accepting we are of other people. And like you mentioned how a lot of celebrities, especially in Hollywood, they've had to like adjust their names to fit in. And one example that I really think about is Chloe Bennett. She's from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For any Marvel fans mm-hmm. out there, such as myself, she plays Daisy. And her name isn't Chloe Bennett. Her name is actually Chloe Wong. And the reason why she changed her name to Bennett was because she had a lot of acting opportunities taken away from her due to her last name, since she's half Asian. And uh, apparently she chose to change her last name to Bennett because that's her father's first name and she still wanted to honor him in some way even though she couldn't carry his last name and that just really breaks my heart because just having to hide your last name just so that you can have an opportunity I don't know if you've experienced this but like I remember when I moved to the school that we currently go to my first weeks there I got bullied a lot for my last name because it was pretty different I guess and people would like butcher it as a joke and pronounce and joke about it in the halls and I just happened to hear it which is great I know moving into a new school and all that because last names are like they're your family name right exactly and so people insulting that and you having to hide that from other people it just hurts it's the same thing as having to change your first name it just really is painful yeah especially I guess since we're talking about um Chloe Bennett, or I should say Chloe Wang, your name is a legacy. Like, it's just the product of generations of your family living and surviving through their time and whatever struggle they've gone through. And I guess if you are from um, a country that is not, like, the United States or Europe, that struggle can be a lot, especially when we factor in, like, colonialism. And, like, your name is an example, is, like, proof that your family survived that and that you survived colonialism. 
And now we're at a point where people have like opportunities taken away from them because they have like a more, they don't have like a a name that's acceptable by Western society. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense. And we do see this with places other than um, the entertainment industry. Like I remember hearing about a Harvard study that recently came out where a lot of minority job applicants change their racial identities or kind of whiten their resumes on LinkedIn to get like it sounds ridiculous but uh, apparently it's a thing that a lot of people do which is scary like people will either change their name or they'll add hobbies to their resume so they seem less ethnic so they'll add stuff like hiking or fishing or stuff Um, which don't even have a race but there's there's an obvious way that job recruiters see things would you say that it kind of has to do with colorism I think I would actually. Um, A lot of the time you see, I guess a lot of people of color who are successful in the media that we see now have like whitened themselves in some way. Um, And a lot of the times not even like intentionally done so like people who change their name or people who try to appeal to a white audience in order to become successful. And we can't always fault them for that because they do what they do because they have to survive in their field. And we see, um, I think especially the conversation that's going on right now is with people who are black or asian applying to jobs changing their name to sound less like of their race and i've heard of a few experiences where people put like a traditionally white name on their application and then they show up and the recruiter seems a little bit surprised because of their race which again sounds so ridiculous but i actually have this uh the harvard study up right now where basically um about 36 percent of asian and african-american students between the ages of 18 and 25 who are looking for for jobs, they change their four and sounding names to something more like Americanized, and then they add more like Americanized activities. And the study showed that it did actually make their chances better. And we're here saying that you shouldn't have to do that, but sometimes you might have to just to have an opportunity. I mean, honestly, to get this off my chest, I'll admit that I used to, I had a friend that gave me some advice on different applications I've been trying to do. And they're like, you know what, Amanda, don't put the Lexine in there. Don't put that Lexina there. Just keep Amanda. Oh, no. And if it were like 13-year-old me, I'd be like, yeah, do that. But it's really hard. Names are really important to our identity. The way we are addressed by other people and the way we dress ourselves is something that really drives our identity, whether we notice it or not. Last names are really important, exactly. too. Any aspect of a name is really important. And having to take that away just to like do something for it it really makes you wonder how far do you have to go to actually get a fair shot at something not to go too dark oh my god it's the first episode but it really makes you wonder um just where why and why hasn't this happened to jeffrey bezos (laughs) um i mean we also see i feel like people when they cut when they're faced with these situations where they're applying to a job they kind of fall into that thinking where it's like, oh, a name is just a name. And I think a lot of the time, if your family has come from another country and you can trace your roots back to that country, um, it's kind of like your parents came here, they conformed, they assimilated, they've been here for years and years. And right. now you're kind of expected to take, a, like, go one step further and uh-huh. be successful. And you're kind of at that point where it's like, I'm letting a set of syllables hold me back. Which, it's so much more than that, but you kind of fall into that thinking where it's like a name, it's just a name, and it shouldn't hold you back, but sometimes you kind of make it so it doesn't hold you back. 
what's been going on, it's like you're being forced to choose whether you want to be yourself and honor who you are or you want to get that opportunity and just let go of who you actually are just for the sake of an opportunity. Like, do you want to honor where you're from or do you want to, playing off of our podcast title, dishonor and (laughs) and go conform with society that was a terrible joke as you can see i am not a comedian and i actually um i remember right after seeing the news about the study i saw a lot of people reacting to it on twitter or like i see some other um news outlets writing articles or writing op-eds in reaction to this and Mm -hmm. the common thing that i see that's kind of against this study is generally leadership in a lot of country companies tends to be white and male and people tend to hire what they know or tend to interact with what they know which is most likely going to be other white men which is really just an excuse because if you think about it um my people who are minorities all the time they interact with people from uh, who are from other minorities like they're never expected to gatekeep opportunities within their own community like they never had they they're they're never really pushing their own narrative why are why is a completely why is this group of people allowed to do that allowed to gatekeep opportunities like when you think about it i don't know if this is just me this is how i've been raised but i know in like my friends like a lot of asian families it's like take every single opportunity you can like just do it it doesn't matter if you have to talk to another white man but you just gotta do it and so to allow them to have some sort of filter you know and like be like oh well I want to talk to these people I don't really want to talk to these people because I'm not really familiar with them and I I was thinking about it and it kind of ties back to your story about you know Cassandra your alter ego (laughs) of course your alter alias it's the way that when you don't have anything and I guess this goes for anything in life not to be too philosophical but when you don't understand something you try to look for the familiarity in it right you try to look for something that you understand something that you can get by um just so that you know you can get through with it exactly and and the contrary of course to go on to my amanda lee story of course my alter alias when you got something that you really are familiar with something that you really know you want to take the extra mile you want to go forward. You want to see where you can go with All this. the way. Why not commit? Exactly. Exactly. You want to see if you can break some barriers here and there. Right. And you have to think, even if the excuse is that like, you just hire or you interact within what you know, the decisions that a lot of the leadership is making is it affects actual people. Like It's unacceptable that you are an adult and that you feel that way, where you're so sheltered right. from the world that you don't that you don't feel comfortable interacting or working with people from a different group as you and i guess to go off on a little tangent here you always see major corporations that t- always say diversity they'll post the black square um they'll po- they'll make oh, the pride God. they'll make the pride month post they'll change their they'll do the yellow square oh, too. If, of course <laughs> <laughs> they change their logo to uh rainbow shades and then eleven fifty nine, june 30th changes black back to the logo exactly at midnight 
No remorse. No remorse. And then you see them say, we support this. Like, I remember during Black, uh, BLM, a lot of companies were saying, we support black voices. Or during uh, when people were trying to support Asian voices, it's like, like stop Asian hate. But then at the same time, you look within their le- the leadership in their community, in their company, <laughs> the leadership within their company, and it's all people who are white or happen to be men or who happen to be men who are straight, which really just feeds into the narrative. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But it really just feeds into the narrative of like gatekeeping opportunities for your own race because you never learn to coexist with other people. I just feel like, oh wait, I just just remember, I just remember Jeff Bezos just recently (laughs) resigned as (laughs) Jeffrey Bezos. (laughs) All I think about is Oh, Burnham's. <laughs> okay, but um, I don't know when anyone's listening to this, but recently, like probably a few days ago, Jeff Bezos actually stepped down as CEO of Amazon. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry, Bo Burnham. Um, you gotta fix that song because now no he's longer just entre- CEO and entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> he's just born in 1964. <laughs> You can add tax evasion to that if you'd like. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay, but his name is Jeff. Of course they're going to trust him. Mark Zuckerberg? Come on. Actually, if we look at CEOs, um, you know how, like, the Lizards conspiracy is very deeply rooted in, like, anti-Semitism and, like, anti-Eastern European sentiments? Did you say Lizards? Yeah, this theory where it's, like, the world is controlled by Lizards or comparing people to Lizards. I thought we were talking about Mark Zuckerberg being... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was thinking about Chris Evans. Of course. Okay, we've been talking about names for the past 30 minutes. We have. And if you think about it, he has two first names. How lucky is that man? I know. (laughs) As one does, I was thinking of Chris Evans um, because, you know, Boston represents. Of course. I had this dream. (laughs) This has nothing to do with anything. I had this dream. And I had this dream where he was my cousin. Well, okay, no, keep going. I want to hear this. <laughs> okay, I had this dream, but it was weird because he would always state in every single sentence he said, he'd make a reference that he was my cousin. So it was so real. You know those dreams where they're like so real? Yeah. Like you feel like you're there. And I remember I woke up. When I woke up, I was, I was so stressed out. It's like, oh my God, how am I going to tell everyone that Chris Evans is my cousin? They're not going <laughs> to <laughs> I genuinely thought this and I was so serious because I was like how are they going to think how is it what am I going to say do I need to have Chris do I need to have Chris here to explain this I was like maybe I should keep this a secret because nobody's gonna believe me and I was so yeah. upset <laughs> and I realized it was all a dream but the thing is that there were so many distinct details like for all the Boston natives out there for all the mass natives I was driving to Logan Logan Airport, and I was in his bright blue Jeep Cherokee, and the license plate was Sky 189, because <laughs> it was a blue Jeep, and Chris Evans is there, my cousin, yes, you know, family. he's there, I said this, oh my god, it's my cousin Chris Evans, and he goes, oh my god, yes, it's me, your cousin Chris Evans. Why? It was so vivid, I remember the whole car ride. <laughs> I remember having an argument with him, and it was such a distinct argument because it was a yellow Jeep, right? Right. So what would you think the license plate would be? Yellow Jeep? 
Like the sun, right? Yes. Like a sun. No, it was Air 256. Why? <laughs> I, was, I was so upset about it. And I remember him saying, it's okay, because I'm your cousin Chris, and I will change that for you, because I'm your cousin Chris. Just mentioning it every time. For anyone listening, my cousin is Chris Evans. And yes, I did mention I was Filipino. My cousin is Chris Evans. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll tie it back. Yeah, he has two first names. Yes, two first names. <laughs> Although we did go off on a little bit of a tangent there, the main takeaway that we want people, I guess, to take away from this episode is that names are very important to people. It's never just a name. And even just trying your hardest to get an ethnic name right is just, the, it means the world to so many people. But you can't just say that you're being conscious about this. You have to show that in your actions. Like, if you have a friend if you have a friend and you're not sure how to say their name, ask them. Don't overwrite their existence by assigning your own nickname or tr- kind of um, putting them into a box because of the way their name is. Like, it seems like such a simple thing, right? <laughs> like, just asking someone, like, hey, how do you pronounce your name? Like, it seems a bit weird, but... In hindsight, it's something that mm-hmm, means a exactly. lot. Like, if the attendance bot at our high school asked me how to pronounce my name rather than going by Amanda Lex Ein, <laughs> I would be, like, really glad. If anything, it just shows them that you care enough to learn what their name is, how to pronounce it. Exactly. You just want to make sure that you address them properly. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I totally get it. Some languages have na- have have letters that English doesn't have. But as long as you're trying, because we do all make mistakes. Sometimes, like, I've definitely mispronounced um, names and so many words in my past. But And try your hardest to decolonize your worldview. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dishonor Society podcast. Be sure to check us out on our other socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and hopefully Facebook. Um, Mark, please let us stay on Facebook. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, which you can find in our link tree or if you're watching this on YouTube in the description box below. This is episode zero, but we do have two other episodes out for our launch date. So if you would like to get us know, get to know us better or listen to more of our content, we have three episodes, including this one out right now. We release new episodes every other Monday and you can find us wherever podcasts are found. We hope you join us again soon. Thanks for listening.